2-1 in the year 2021 on the way to Title 21? Who knows? Welcome to the United Pubcast. You're with Larry and we're with my co-host as always, Tom Simpson. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, good. Good start to the year, I've got to say. And to join us today, we've got Antonio, our fantastic striker in our pro clubs team. Um, Antonio, how you doing? Good start to the year? Yeah, brilliant start to the year. Thanks for having us on today, boys. Absolute pleasure. Boys, it was a good result today, but it didn't come without its hairy moments. Um, let's go straight into the starting 11. Um, what did you make of the lineup? It, it almost lines up in a 4-4-2 or a 4-2, if you like. What did you make of the lineup? Pogba out wide. Did you think good utilization of resources given obviously Cavani now commences his three game suspension? I think it is because when you look at sort of Pogba and Bruno, we always have the debate and if they can play together. And look, at the end of the day, this is a big game. Like Aston Villa are just behind us on the table. But it's obviously a big game in regards to we can move top. But there's always the case where we might not have enough defensive cover or defensive instinct if they both play. So it's really hard to really shoehorn them in a team. But with, because obviously Solskjaer, which he's almost came out in his press conference and said that Fred and McTominay almost first names on the team sheet. So if you assume both of those are going to play, it's, it is very difficult to fit Pogba and Bruno in. But if you do that in, as you say, almost a triple two formation in like the old school sort of Brazilian formation where they play two attacking midfielders as sort of almost number 10s with the ability to drift wide, it does work. Now, obviously that's not, not going to work in every single game. But in a game at home to Aston Villa, where you are likely going to dominate and create chances, it is a way of sort of fitting your best players into the formation. Antonio, I want to ask you, I mean, Tom sort of suggested why we lined up in a certain way with Pogba up front, freeing him of defensive responsibility. Do you think that this starting 11 is our strongest lineup. We've obviously seen that there's been a lot of rotation, particularly in the last few games, but the results are continuing in this positive vein. So what do you take on this rotation? Is that the best way forward in this congested season? Um, I think in this congested season, um, with a lot of games to play in a short space of time, you have to rotate players. Um, I think we saw the back end of that last season where we saw the likes of Bruno and Rashley getting tired. Um, and I think the teams that are able to rest and still get results are going to be the teams that are going to be up the top come that end of the season. Yeah, I'm with you. And look, however it's working, we can't complain. All right, boys, let's move on. So we have the Tony Martial goal. Bloody hell. I mean, the first one, let me ask you, what was more rare here? Tony Marshall scoring or Aaron Wambasaka with the assist? Well, Wambasaka, he got in a lot of areas like that. And look, there's no doubt... Look, I've been his, his biggest, biggest critic in regards to his crossing and sort of his ability going forward. And he's coming for a lot of criticism also in his defensive aspect in recent weeks, but I think he, the last couple, of time, last couple of games he has done quite well. But he's, look, I don't think he's turned a corner in the way he attacks, but he's starting to look maybe not so much more comfortable going forward, but he has like that desire to almost try and improve. He's always trying the right things when he goes forward. And... Um, he, he was an outlet on that right-hand side in the first half. I think Aston Villa couldn't really deal with him. And so he, he linked up quite well with Marcus Rashford at times. So I think it was fantastic by Wan-Bissaka. And it was, I think the good thing about the cross was, if you're looking at the position he took up on the cross, you think it's almost the wrong position to put it in. The natural position to put that cross in is in between the defence and the goalkeeper. That would have been where sort of most people would have played that ball. But Martial didn't make the run there. Martial had 
sort of cut back. Wan-Bissaka read it and played a yeah, nice little ball into the box and it looked Martial needed a goal, so fair play to Martial. Nice little header as well. The part I liked about Wan-Bissaka here was it didn't lead to a goal, but when Rashford was out wide in the first half and Wan-Bissaka has the awareness to understand he had actually had a tuck inside um, and, then he, and that obviously allows Rashford to lay it off for Wan-Bissaka. I think that was the opportunity where Pogba let it go for Fred. Paul, just shoot. Don't listen to Fred. And Tony, I want to ask you, what did you make of uh, Tony Martial's overall game? I thought he was quite lively today. Um, I think this is what we've kind of come to expect from Martial. Obviously, he's been in a bad run of form. But I think he showed today that he's got the footwork and he's got that hold-up play where he can be that number nine that we need in the middle of the pitch. Someone who can dazzle around players with his feet but also look to help his players around him and drift wide if he needs to. Yeah, 100%. And I like the fluidity today between Rashford, Martial. Um, I really do enjoy when... I think he attacks best on the left. So it's good to see that, you know, they have that flexibility in the lineup. All right, boys. So if we're continuing down, Paul Pogba, um, one Frenchman to another. I thought he was... Look, I'm not going to say he was world-class today, but I thought out of, in terms of the team, the best player on the pitch. What did you make of his performance? Did you like the position he occupied? Obviously, he plays a crucial part in the penalty. Was it a penalty? Give us your thoughts. Tom, I'll come to you. Well, I think Pogba, and you sort of, you have to put him in the same category as Bruno when you sort of look at performances and you compare performances. I think their best games this season have just been when they've kept it simple. And now obviously a huge part of their game is when they don't keep it simple. They're sort of risk takers and they have a lot of flair about them and that's why they are so good. But today, as you said, they didn't stand out in regards to like a 10 out of 10 performance, but he was just good. He kept it simple nine times out of 10. And when he does do that and when Bruno does the same as well, they do complement each other. And look, we do sit here and... We expect so much from Paul Pogba. We expect him to have two or three assists a game. We expect him to curl balls into the top corner. But when he's just simple and good, the other team can't deal with him. They can't deal with him from an ability point of view. They can't deal with him from a physical point of view. And look, it is a shame because the more more days go by, the more sort of acceptance everyone is that he is going to leave. I think the club have accepted it. Paul Pogba's accepted it. And I think the fans have accepted it. But when you see a performance like that, you just think, God... Like when we are looking at title 21 it's someone to sort of lead us, lead us towards that it looks like he maybe does have the potential to do that Antonio I want to ask you because I mean we haven't really gotten your thoughts on this though we do talk to you quite regularly um, do you think that position wide left is a good utilisation of Pogba or would you prefer to see him in a two man pivot in a three man midfield how would you utilise Pogba if you were the coach um, I think we saw today, obviously, he started out left and a few of us were having that conversation where he looked a little bit lost at the start of the game. But I think once he kind of, with Bruno, started switching so Bruno would go wide and Pogba would drift into that central position, I think that's how we need to use him the best. Um, teams usually tend to try and lock down Bruno as he has been our key player this year. So I think if he's able to drift wide and Bruno's... Um, when he goes wide, Pogba comes in, and when Pogba goes wide, Bruno comes in. I think that's the best way we're going to utilise Pogba and Bruno moving forward. Yeah, I think it's Solskjaer's clearly taken an approach here where, and you know, you guys disagree with me if you want to. I think he's looking at how do I get my best players on the pitch, and, and he's come to a realisation that Pogba's strengths are on the ball. So how do I free him of defensive responsibility yet allow him to do what he can do in the final third? So I think that's where we're seeing this wide left position. While I don't love it, 
because I feel like you're nullifying his passing game. He did seem to have a little bit of flexibility today or a license to roam. So we'll see how he uses the Frenchman going forward. Let's move back into the defense a little bit because for United to win here, it took a last-ditch effort by Eric Bailly. I've got to say, fantastic uh, clearance there at the last minute. What did you guys make of the defense overall? Again, United conceding from you know free-kick style, but... Overall, I thought the defense was better. I'm liking what I'm seeing from Eric Bailly. Boys, thoughts. Um, Lindelof, is his position under threat? Um, you know, I think there's a conversation to be had. If Eric Bailly can stay fit, he's really put his best foot forward the last few games. Well, just on the goal we conceded, it was just, yeah, it, it was poor. But I, that wasn't down to a systematic thing or an individual. Well, it was an individual mistake by one Bissarko. Stupid defender on the free kick. He did the first thing right. He blocked it. Then he just jumped out of the way. He completely lost track of where I think it was Grealish or whoever was on the left. I completely lost track of him. So that was, I wouldn't say a freak goal to concede, but it was just stupid. It was just one-off mistake sort of thing. In terms of the defensive Does display... Does Luke Shaw goal, not take blame for that goal? Um, look, to be honest, I forget how the ball came into the box, I think. But it, it stems from one Bissaka on that free kick. Um, I think that's where the... I'm sure we can point the blame. I haven't seen the goal back. I'm sure we can point fingers that when the ball does arrive into the box... But if one Bissaka, I wouldn't say even does his job, just stands in the right position on the free kick, they don't play it short. But um, you can have your say on that in a little bit. But in regards to the actual defensive display as a whole, as a performance, it is good. And look, Eric Bay takes applauds, and rightly so. He's been very good, and which we'll get into. Maguire as well. And whether that's a sort of Bay's complimenting Maguire more than Lindelof does, maybe that is a big case of it. But I think Maguire needs a lot of credit because he's winning balls in the box. He's... Yeah, very good on the ball lately. And um, look, we'll get into it, but it is just a case with Eric Bay. I don't want to put a negative spin on it. But we're all just holding our breath. We're thinking, how long will this last? We don't know if this is going to last two more weeks or two more months. But fingers crossed it does because, look, I still think we definitely need serious investment at centre-back. But if we aren't able to get that number one target, if we aren't able to get who Solskjaer really wants at centre-back, if Bay does play like that and Maguire sort of leads the team like that, it is. It's not a. It's not a title win in defence, but it's a defence that's far more improved on last season, or not on last season, but far more improved on, sort of in recent months. Antonio, thoughts on B? Um, I think he's given that pace that we needed in the back line, and I think um, Tom touched on then how Maguire's looked a lot more comfortable and he's winning balls in the box. I think that's just confidence. Now, if a ball does go through, he's got that pace in behind him who's going to cover him. Um, and like we've said, the last couple of games he's played, I think that's, what, four games in a row now. We've looked a lot more comfortable in the back line. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Look, I, I totally get where you're coming from, Tom, but if Eric Bay stays fit and he keeps this vein of form, I think it's a no-brainer. This is our strongest defensive partnership. I'd like to see Axel get an opportunity, but, yeah, I guess he has to prove his fitness first. All but right, there, guys, the no juicy part there. of... Sorry, not there's no, the 100%, yeah. but there's no doubt there. You can't hide from the fact that you you put it in your sentence there, if he stays fit. And I'm just I'm not quite sure if the club do want a centre back and the player is out there, surely there is a need to go and do the business. I don't know. I I actually don't think Eric Bailly himself is injury prone. I think it's just the way he plays and the That's part of rashness injury, right? of Well, yeah, I, I take that, but 
if he just learnt to be more disciplined in terms of how he positions himself and as opposed to going to ground so often, I think he won't... Like, whereas Phil Jones, right? Phil Jones falls apart doing nothing. Whereas Eric Bailly, it's just the way he plays. If he just can teach him... Or if, with the right coaching, just learn to stay on his feet and position himself a bit better at times instead of being rash and going to ground, I think, you know, he can stay he can stay injury-free or relatively injury-free. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, three, two, ones. It's the favourite part of the podcast. Who was man of the match today? I think we'll give it to Antonio as the guest. You can have the first shout. Um, I think for me, it was definitely um, Paul Pogba. Although he wasn't, a like we said, a world-class performance, I think he was calm under pressure. He helped in defence. Um, going forward, he kind of changed the game once he kind of got into his groove and obviously winning the penalty. Let's give it to him. If you guys look online, he was shit. Because if Paul Pogba doesn't score three goals and assist three goals, apparently that's just not good enough. I can't believe the criticism and the scrutiny Paul Pogba gets. But I'm in total agreement. three points for Paul Pogba. Tom, any disagreement there? No, it'd be hard to argue. As I said, it wasn't like a standout performance, but it was such a not vital contribution. He was just solid. And as I said, when Paul Pogba plays well, he'll be the best player on the pitch in nine times nine times out of ten. He'll be the best player on the pitch, and I think he was today. With you there. All right, two points, Tom, giving you the honours. Um, it was a hard one. I think look, I've got three options going through my head. I've got Eric Bay, Juan Bissaka, and I think maybe not for two points, but I think De Gea is in worth the shout. I think he did very well, some very key saves. But for two points, I just think maybe being part of the hype train, I'd probably opt for Eric Bay, I think, especially that block at the end. It's a match-winning block. And, um, yeah, I'm just going to enjoy this ride while it continues because I, I am a bit pessimistic when it comes to the long-term future under Bay, but when he performs like that, uh, we have to enjoy it. So two points for Bay for me. Ooh, can, can I debate this one? I'm, I'm throwing my... I'm just going to throw a ring in the hat. I think Juan Basaka deserves two points. He's got an assist, which is rare for him, but defensively quite good. Yes, I know the goal. But I thought overall, over the 90 minutes, he was really effective and contributes more to the result than Eric Bailly does. Any agreement with me, Antonio? Can you swing my way? I can kind of see both points of view. I think um, on the scheme of things, I'd probably go Eric purely because I can't actually picture him putting a foot wrong in this game. Um, uh, Wan-Bissaka did get forward. He did give that vital cross. But again, that free kick and that error of moving back out of the way kind of leans me towards Eric Bailey. Alright, sorry Aaron, I did try. So Bay for two points. Does Wambasaka get the one point then or are we got any other nominations here? Yeah, he's definitely there for me. As I said, but if not Wambasaka, I think De Gea, maybe not for points, but I think De Gea definitely needs a shout because some crucial saves. And not only those ones that sort of he tipped over for a corner or tipped around the post. I just think there was some good he came out once or twice, punched the ball for off corners. Like in the last couple of weeks I'm not sure whether there's been a I've never been a huge sort of critic of this zonal marking, which a lot of people are. But in the last couple of games, I've looked a lot more comfortable on corners. And I th- still think we're taking the same approach. But I just think people are doing their individual jobs better. And that includes David De Gea. But if I was to give a point, it would probably be one Bissaka. All right. So one point for De Gea. And then we're going to call my Italian neighbour over. Give her to give a shout to David De Gea. Because you need a good European yell so it can be heard all around the world. All right, guys, let's go to the comments. Tom, have you got those open? Yeah, we've got um, Jamie on Twitter goes three for Pogba, two for Bay, and one for De Gea or Shaw made a lot of runs in behind. 
And on Facebook, we've got George, three for Pogba, two for Wambasaka, and one for Anthony Martial. Adam goes three for Pogba, two for Bay, one for Wambasaka. Brendan, three for Pogba, two for Bay, and one for either Wambasaka or De Gea. Troy, three for Pogba, two for Bay, one for Wambasaka. Title 21 is coming. Steve Smith goes three for Pogba, two for Wambasaka, one point for Eric Bay. And Rav on Facebook goes three for Pogba, two for Bay, and one for David De Gea. So I assume on the consensus, um, a lot of people think Paul Pogba was man of the match. All right, I won't get yelled at today. Oh, by the way, we didn't give any points to Anthony Martial. Was that harsh? Hey, he did well. He got his goal. I just think, uh, look, it's definitely not a criticism, Martial. Like, it's all if if he scores the second goal, it's a match-winning goal. It almost gets forgotten about because of the Bruno Fernandez penalty. But it was good. I thought, I thought a good job done. Goal. It wasn't a standout, but um, definitely not a criticism of him. I thought he was good. Yeah, all right, all right. we'll move on. All right, guys, so we're actually going to take a little break from the Premier League. We've got two cup games coming up. So what I want to get from you guys, Antonio, I'll come to you here. United versus City in the semi-final. it's an opportunity to win a trophy. And look, the opinion on the EFL Cup is it's very diverse. Some people think, go for it, it's a trophy, it sets you up for the rest of the season. Some people think it's a Mickey Mouse Cup, move on, focus on the league. On top of that, we've got Watford after that. So I want to ask you, Antonio, what would you do for your Solskjaer here? You've got fine form in the Premier League, but you can see Rashford's knackered. Bruno needs a rest. What do you do here? Do you rotate? Do you go with your strongest lineup? How are you approaching this one? Um, I think if I was in all those positions, obviously, um, for the most part, I'd keep the starting lineup. Obviously, those likes of Bruno... Um, and Rashford, they can have those breaks where someone like a Greenwood, maybe even a Matter, can come in um, and do the job. Um, we've seen it before when Matter comes in, he usually performs. Um, this is a chance for a cup, and obviously Ole is looking at this as a way to keep that momentum going. The last thing we want to do is now go against City, lose that game, and then crumble before a crucial run for the rest of January. Ooh, okay, I don't know if I agree with that. Tom, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's hard. Look, at the start of every season, I always say go for it, and especially the League Cup. Now, obviously, there is the difference in the League Cup this year with the two experts in Jose Mourinho and Pep Guardiola. They're still in it, and they they love winning the League Cup, so it's not easy to win it. But and I always look at it, and people say, "Oh no, you have to rotate for the cups. Don't worry about it. the leagues or the most important thing." And I always say, "Stuff the league," and that's maybe maybe sort of fallen victim to how we've performed in the last five or six years. We've never been in this position in the league. Now I've flipped, I've completely flipped and said, no, rotate the Cups, I don't care about them at all. Of course I do care about them, but this is now the opportunity to rotate. Now Solskjaer obviously does rotate within the league, every week is a different 11, but I mean sort of heavy rotation, I mean players, Donny van der Beek must start in almost both games for me. One matter has to start, two on Zabi has to start, Dean Henderson has to start, because now I look at the ladder, and look at the time of recording, we're joint top of the Premier League, like when is the last time we've said that? especially in the second half, or not the second half of the season, but in the back half of the year. So, well, in January time. So I'm rotating heavily for both these games because I'm looking at the league now and every single game is crucial. Like if, if we don't win today, Liverpool extend a gap. And if Liverpool drop points, we go ahead of them when we beat them at Anfield. So it's such, it, it, it's such a pivotal sort of time of the season in terms of 
getting that rotation right, and I think Solskjaer has to take advantage of it and rotate heavily in the in the two cup games. All right, I mean, let's look directly at a Manchester City. I mean, there is an argument to say, where are we now? It's Friday night in the UK. This game isn't until Wednesday in the UK. So there is a good break. Could there be an opportunity here or a case to say, go with your strongest lineup against City, given it's a semi-final and it is one leg this year. And then with the FA Cup, maybe you can go with a more rotated side. Then that does give you a three-day turnaround into Burnley. I'll let Antonio um, answer that. Yeah, I'll, I'll touch on to it, actually. Thinking about that now, bringing up City, um, there is a lot of those um, COVID cases coming around in that City squad at the moment. Um, so it's looking like they will be a bit weaker. So I think it's going to be what squad do they put out against Chelsea when they play? And then based on that, I think Ole will decide how many players he rests and who he puts in that starting lineup. All right. All right, guys, before I move on to our final point to wrap up the podcast, how much are we beating Manchester City by? Oh, God, I'll take, I'll take penalties. We haven't, had, we haven't had a penalty shootout in a while, and I've just had that feeling, like, because it is a one leg, I've just had a feeling like, since they came out of the hat in the draw the other week. I just have a feeling it's going to penalties. No idea why. Antonio? I'll definitely take it on penalties. Any win's a good win for me. Jeez, negative Nancy's. All right, I'm going to go for a 2-0 win. All right, we'll go with that. All right, guys, before we wrap up the podcast, I want to talk about Edison Cavani. Um, he's taken a three-game suspension, which has already started. Um, you know, Evidently, he didn't play today. He's going to miss these two cup games. Do you think he's a major loss for United in the grand scheme of things? He will be available for Liverpool, but at his age, do you, are you a fan of him not being able to play for the next week? Is, is it interrupt, interrupt the match rhythm for him and... Do you bring him straight back in into that Liverpool match? Um, if he's going to if he's going to have a three match suspension, this is probably the perfect time for it. I think that's maybe maybe the club had an inkling that the ban was going to happen, and that's why they pushed for the Burnley game to be thrown in there. In terms of Burnley, don't you think you can deal with that without Edison Cavani? And you say, does he come in for the Liverpool game? Well, time will tell. Is does Anthony Martial score six goals in the next couple of games, and he can't be dropped? So. We we can deal with it. It's a shame that he's not going to be there. But if there is a time for him to have his suspension, it's now. So um, I'm sure we'll be able to deal without him. Alrighty, guys. I think we will leave the podcast there. Before we do, Antonio, you do have your own podcast. Do you want to give it a little plug? Yeah, I'll give it a bit of a plug. Obviously, um, a few of my mates have a podcast, The Football Tragics. Um, they go more so um, all EPL things rather than just uh, one team based. Um, but yeah, if you want to hear something a little bit different that goes into all teams in the whole league, definitely jump on and listen to the Football Tragics. So it touches on Arsenal's relegation struggles, does it? I think but- that's about 90% of the podcast. <laughs> oh, I can always tune in to making fun of Arsenal for sure. And before you do go listen to Football Tragics, make sure you do give us a review. If your app allows you to do that, five stars positive vibes because if you're in a pub you can't be upset it's just not practical and this is a pubcast after all gents it's been a pleasure i hope obviously we can get a win against city we're going to be discussing that win for sure on thursday or is that wednesday morning for us it'll be thursday morning for us and then obviously we're going in a watford after that so stay tuned loving the winning form and have a good day gents we'll catch you all next time cheers thanks for having us cheers